Just start with that instead. Do it. Yeah, do it. Please start with that. Go ahead. Good morning, boys and girls. Today we will learn about dull crayons. Today, we'll be learning all about Dull Crayon. I do have to say, I love your new theme song. Right. It really, truly made you a new podcast, like a, like like a real one. Absolutely, you're and not you're not a real podcast until you have a theme. Yeah, song. you and it and it cannot be more than ten seconds long. Absolutely not. No. No, I've stopped listening to podcasts for having theme songs that went on too long. Yeah, it's this is not this is not a sitcom from the eighties or nineties. It yep. has to be quick. I love I love the new logo. Appreciate it. Appreciate um, it. There's a kid in my school in the twos program, the two-year-old program, who who we just, I don't even know the kid's name. We just call him Harold. Okay. Because nice. he literally looks like he's got a little, oh like, ra- like, little, 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 like, bald little, like, razor yeah, shaved yeah, yeah. head. Yeah. And he's super freaking cute. Yeah. yeah. And he has the, that head shape. And yeah. I just call him Harold. I love that. I mean, yeah, I don't even you, know that kid's real name. When you I, see I hope kids, it's Harold. When you see kids who look like characters from picture books. Yeah. Or like, it's the best. Like, I've seen Charlie Brown kids before. Um, what's yeah. Arthur's sister? You know, Arthur the Anteater. D- DW. DK? DW. Oh, DK. DK. No, DK. What does the DW stand for? No, DK is what we say in New York. That's not, that's what not is, somebody's what is it? Initial. What is her name? Uh, her name is, uh... Darla du- Wendy? Like, what is it? Dwight Webster. Uh, I have no idea. It's so it's weird. DW. I'm gonna be honest Darlene, with you. Darlene... Darlene Withers. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, those books were not beyond my time, but the show was, I feel. Right. So I never actually watched Arthur, but, like... No, nor did I. There's so many Arthur memes... Oh, yeah, the that Arthur people, memes that people went make. crazy a couple of years that, ago. That's why yeah. I know all the characters' names. Right, right, right. <laughs> No, I would it's always. It's not from the '90s. It's from memes. I would always get the brain and somebody the the rabbit one confused. I don't even know the rabbit one. I don't. Name, I don't even know yeah. who that is. Um, but yeah, memes. Memes fucking love Arthur. Um, so, so anyway, just do you want to if you're intro just, us? If you're, yes. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Dull Crayons. Um, I am your co-host for the day. Diana, daring Diana. I, I think dazzling Diana is what your mother called me, dazzling and I really, Diana I really is, appreciate. Um, is how she refers. To I actually guess. like. It was really nice when your mom was on the show. She said so many nice things about me that I actually like <laughs> replayed them she, for people I know. I'm like, look how, look how nice this is. This woman who doesn't know me. Um, and of course, as always, we have our host of the dull crayons. That's right. In the crayon box. Yep. 
at the bottom of the crayon box. I'm I'm that crayon that lays on its side so that other oh, crayons can't even and they fit. Keep, but then you can't close oh, it. Oh, it is the oh, worst. That is that's so me. you. Firmly entrenched in the bottom of the box. That's oh. right, Gabriel Zuger coming at you from the Freddie D Studios, the newly remastered Freddie D Studios. In the in the dead of New York City summer. So if you hear the air conditioner this whole time during this podcast. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Yes, yeah, sorry, not sorry <laughs> at all. This this place gets dank as soon as you turn yeah, that fucker off. Yeah. I mean, t- today was actually probably the hottest day of August, and it has been an absolutely brutal summer. Yeah. Real I, feel I, up to like 103 today. We're going to get into this Straight later. Up we're going to get into this later. I, um, I have been in Europe for the past 31 days. Uh, it's called a school teacher golf, perk. Golf claps for that. Yeah, I it's mean, called right a there. School, it's called a school teacher perk. And yep. Like, where you get to do things like that. Um, and they don't have AC in Europe. No. Like They don't anywhere. believe in it. I they mean, don't I, believe in it at but all. But I never really was uncomfortable. Right. And every apartment I, I stayed in, and I stayed in a lot of different apartments, like friends, no one has a fan on. Right. Windows are a lot bigger, first of all. I think that's key. Definitely. Especially in France, because everything's a freaking French door. So everything, like, the whole room is basically outside when you open the, the, the window. And I never was that uncomfortable. Granted, I don't think it was definitely not as hot as it is here. But... I think I think they're, like... what I'm hearing you say is there's something about these old European cities, right? That are built sort of differently, right? Like their windows are different. There's no structures are different. Any metro. And they sort of don't seem to need it. Whereas a modern city like New York, which I swear to God is a fucking oven when it, when it becomes summer, like when it's winter, you can't even remember how hot it was. You're like, it's so brick cold. I don't even know. And it becomes summer, and as soon as it's summer, not spring, we skip spring usually, and it's summer, and you're like, this is insanity. Yeah. Like, where I don't want to be here in the summer. I never want to be here. It feels hotter than any vacation you've ever been on. Yeah. You could be at the equator, and you'd still be like, nope, You could New be York in Disney World in August. It New still York feels is hot. hotter. So I don't get I think, it. I don't I get about these about cities. Concrete. I think there's something about our our buildings. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. I mean, and even like the metro in Paris is an air conditioned. The metro in Brussels wasn't air conditioned. I took a freaking train from from Milan to Bologna, like the Long Island Railroad train, right? Yeah. And that wasn't even air conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> And like all the, and it had windows and curtains, and like Ugh. all the windows were open, all the curtains were flying out the train. Anyway, it was crazy. That's anyway, awesome. so, but we've, we're not we're not here to talk about. We're travel. not here to talk about travel yet. Not yet. We're here to talk not about yet, something I'm very excited to talk about, and I don't even know what to expect right now. I mean, this is right in your wheelhouse. So we did this once. We did a a book list once. It was the band with book Julian. list, right? Yes, Julian and I okay. did the band book list. Um. I think it was 50 most banned books or 100 most banned books, and we did some highlights off yeah, that Yeah, that one. was good. Um, which, again, perfect for Julian, but for you, something a little more in your wheelhouse. Yeah. This is, according to Book Riot... This never heard, the, never heard. Is this a reputable source? I don't know. Um, <laughs> this teacher, Catherine Willoughby, or whoever writes for it, looks reputable enough. But this is Book Riot... Book Riot's must, 50 must-read preschool books. Okay. Okay. Um, now, I'm just tickled I'm, pink, by the way, that I'm opening this on August 8th, 
and the sure. big banner ad on Book Riot's fifty better not be must a back read to preschool ad. books is for the book, the the movie based on the book, The Black Klansman, a Spike Lee joint. <laughs> Isn't, uh, isn't, what's his, uh, um, Adam Driver in that? Adam Driver is in that, I, produced, I, produced the only by, reason, produced by Jordan Peele. Okay, the only reason why I know that is because I get off, I get off the plane at Newark after 30 days in Europe, and the first ad I see for some reason is that. Is the Black Landsman. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is one of the best trailers I've ever seen. There's never been a black cop in this city. We think you might be the man to open things up around here. Hello. This is Ron Stallworth calling. Who am I speaking with? This is David Duke. Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That David Duke? God. Last time I checked. What can I do you for? Well, since you asked, I hate blacks. I hate Jews, Mexicans, and Irish, Italians, and Chinese. But my mouth to God's ears, I really hate those black rats. And anyone else, really, that doesn't have pure white Aryan blood running through their veins. I'm happy to be talking to a true white American. God bless white America. We must unite and organize to fight racism. Are you down for the liberation of black people? Power to the people. All power to all the people. All power to all the people. It's right, system. For you, it's a crusade. For me, it's a job. You're Jewish. That hatred, doesn't that piss you off? You're taking this Jew lie detector test. Why are you acting like you ain't got skin in the game? I'm telling you, the wars are coming. Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. That's us. Stalworth Brothers. Oh, uh, I have Maybe not. second only to uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which, good movie, better trailer. Best trailer I ever saw. Okay. So along what you can and cannot say on a billboard. I assume you can't say nothing defamatory and you can't say fuck, piss, or cunt. That right? Or anus? I think I'll be all right then. We've had two official complaints about those billboards. From who? It's a lady with a funny eye. A lady with a funny fucking eye? And a fat dentist. Hey, fuckhead! What? Don't say what, Dixon, when she comes in calling you a fuckhead. The more you keep a case in the public eye, the better your chances are getting it solved. And when I see the sign... You know, if you hadn't stopped coming to church, you'd have a little bit more understanding of people's feelings. All this anger, man. It just begets greater anger. In three, two, one. And as sad as the spectacle of these billboards might be... This reporter, for one, hopes this finally puts an end to the strange saga of the three billboards outside. Then put an end to shit, you fucking retard. This is just a fucking start. Why don't you put that on your Good Morning Missouri fucking wake up broadcast, bitch? Something about the cut of it was just unbelievable. But anyway, right, so, we're gonna uh, we're gonna, we're gonna open. go through this gonna, list. Before we get to the list, I want to read to you from what uh, Catherine Willoughby has to say at the okay. beginning of this. And okay, and let's just backstory this, this. Both Gabriel and I have taught children in preschool. Collectively, we have many years' experience doing this. Absolutely, I do teach kindergarten now. But I'm gonna tell you something: a book you can read to a four-year-old is 
definitely a book you can read to a kindergartner. Mm-hmm. But a book you read to a three-year-old is not necessarily a book you can read to a kindergartner. So we're gonna we're gonna. So I'm have, interested to yeah. see what if they're aiming for threes, fours. This is preschool, right? It says preschool, but I want Which I want to give you the context. Which four, but let's we'll, I want to yeah. give you the context. Sure, so, go ahead, go ahead. Mrs. Willoughby, can you read us a story now? Oh, My boy. junior kindergarten already, students often hate, ask I, during snack time, lunch time, center time, or any other time I where there's a free moment woman. in our <laughs> schedule. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> a free moment in your schedule. Uh, if you don't have time to read to kids in like kindergarten, then you're doing something. Wrong. Well, these are junior. Continue. These are junior kindergartners. Uh, oh, so oh, if you don't have time to read to a preschooler in your busy schedule, quote unquote, then I mean, you're, really, you're already really. a shitty teacher. No, 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 no. I mean, it, I mean, the the problem is so, so she's woo. she's trying to set up. Now, I, I I'll give her credit here. She's trying to set up that children love books. Okay. Fine. But what she's not saying is. We also have one to two to three story times like built into every single day. Sure. Because as a preschool teacher, you have to have at least one story time built in. At and then least. I say, you've probably got room at the end of the day for another story yeah, time too. Yeah, something like, ends early and it's time to read. Right. All right. It happens so, all the time. So she goes on. Preschoolers simply love books. They love preschool books about trucks, princesses, animals, Star Wars, underwear, and many other things. And if you read books, it's about if you read commercial books, it's like in your class, like Star Wars or Disney books. I mean, you're classified that's as trouble. you're classified as a real bad teacher. That's trouble in New York City. Either a bad teacher, real or, trouble, or a badass teacher because you're keeping it on the low. No, no, no. You put no, no. you put newspaper around those covers, you and you're like, oh can't, no, you it's can't, a you journal. You can't pull that shit around here. All right, so she continues. Preschoolers are children ages three to five. So she's calling okay, all, all right. three to five year olds. Sure, here. sure. Okay. Most can sit still and listen to a story for at least five minutes. Where I don't know about at teaching? least. I don't Where know about is at she least. Teaching? I'm going at most. most? Have you ever taught three year olds? They can also understand how to care for books, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes into some bullet points about like reading the kids, which we're not even going to go into. So sure. now we get to the list. She says, okay. here is a list of the best preschool books that kids love as much as macaroni and cheese. Oh, boy. I mean, oh, brother is right on that one. Oh, um, this is, yeah, I don't just right. kill me now. Now, these are kids love them? Now, is this list based on, like, popularity that children love? Again, them? this is or why... Or popularity of, like, what teachers think are good educational this tools. Is, this is why I wanted you to hear that context, because I think what she's saying is, like, these are books that when I read them to my class, the kids love them. So you're definitely going to see a teacher hand in here. Sure, Of, sure. like, there are going to be some classics, or there are going to be some things with messages. There's definitely a teacher's touch, but then, like, I think her thing is they like these books or like they respond well to these books. So you're also going to see some modern ones in there. But anyway, we're really mostly looking for what are they getting completely wrong and what's missing from this list. Don't worry. Because you and I are going to have a separate... I'll read. (laughs) You and I are going to have a separate 50 after this that are completely different. I will read this woman to filth right now with her list. Yeah. Okay, let's go. So here, this this is start fifty to one, or just this in is no one, particular order. Well, she has subheadings of like classic preschool books or okay. interactive books okay, or okay, whatever. Okay, okay. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna treat it as a top fifty list on number one because I mean she's writing them in some kind of order. So number fifty at number one. one. This is number one. The number one book. I guess so. This is the number one book. All right. Caps for sale. 
by Esfer Slobodkina. Who, by the way, the worst whose name great, ever, great, but... great niece was in one of my classes. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, um, kids love that book. Kids love that book, 100%. and it's a classic. And, and it's, it's an classic. absolute classic. I mean, you've got to have it on your shelves. Now, do I want to read that book no, more don't. than twice a With year? With the monkeys no. and the ooh, ooh, no. oohs and whatever? No. I really don't. No. I, I really, I want to read it once in September, and then it's honestly, I want to lose it somehow it's for the rest classic. of the year until I don't next know how September. Much, aside from maybe sorting, like the pat, like the check caps, the red ones. Right, right. I don't really see much of the value. No. Aside from role playing, the repetitiveness just, is good. It's cute. There's there's a mischievous nature. It's really good for threes. Yeah, I think it's beyond perfect for that, threes. No. Okay. All right. Next. Number two. Next. Richard Scarry's Cars and Trucks and Things That Go by Richard Scarry. Kids love it. Unrealistic, like vehicles that don't make any sense. And for me, but I, illustrations are I'm amazing. Ne- I'm never gonna read a Richard Scarry book out loud no, just one, because. Isn't that one of the ones? Just is this like mad they're just mad lists. lists? Yeah, yeah. exactly. But like, put it on your shelf, obviously, because they love looking at it. Yeah, they just look at it. They don't care what the fucking words are. No. So it's not a read aloud. But they love when they find the golden bug. Actually, golden bug on every page. Actually, when I was a literacy specialist at the school we taught at, there was a Richard Scarry book in Mackenzie's class, Mackenzie and Nina. Yes. And the kids were obsessed with finding gold bug, which was the tiny little. Tiny like character. speck that was hiding in every page. Sort of a where's Waldo, if you will, on every right. page. Right, so I did a project with the kids where I took them around the school. They each got to take a picture of whatever scene they wanted. Right. The art room, the rooftop playground, another classroom. And then using Photoshop, some kid drew a gold bug, which I, which I made a, like a PDF. Right. And then each kid got to hide it inside the photo they took. It's awesome. Then it's and, a great connection to, you know, literacy, and, right? And great according to our multimedia former connection. head of school, it was, the, it was the best and only good thing I did the whole year. <laughs> I thought it actually was the best thing I did that whole year. I mean, really look, if, if that were the best thing you did in your career, you're, you're not it's doing the, a bad job. It's like one of the... That's really a I highlight. Tr- I try not to save, like, too much of the work I've done, but that's right. one of those books that I would right. definitely save. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you okay. should. Okay, next. All right, number three, Where the Wild Things Are by Maurice Sendak. Classic. Need, need we say more? Did you see Maurice Sendak? He was on, like, Conan or something before he died. That I was going to say, he's been dead for a, a few years now. Yeah, but so. that guy was, he's dirty, he's oh, funny. I mean, he's one of the craziest, craziest creepiest people. He's like your classic, like, crazy New York, like, old Jewish dude. Oh, my God. But, Love him, but so much like where he's, the wild things but he's, are. But he was also just verging on being like a Henry Darger type, and just like locking himself in, you know, a compound or you know, yeah. a studio apartment, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. You, you'd find him later on dead. with dead in with just like hundreds yeah. of paintings on the wall, yeah, yeah, like yeah. just That's like totally... crazy, like. Um, I think he had his golden era, like before you know, before our time. Because his later books were really not that good. Well, no. I mean, his later books got wild as fuck. But I But even some of his early books Night were Kitchen wild. Is, I love In the Night Kitchen. All right. So let's get to it right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your mind. Mickey in the Night Kitchen is it's a, not It's like a Hitler on, thing, right? It's not on this list. Okay. Now, I think Mickey in the Night Kitchen deserves to be there. In the Night Kitchen, I think, is the most, most beautifully illustrated book. Right. Right. 
ever. Sometimes. I don't care if the kid is naked. Right. So sometimes it shows up on the band book list yeah. because he's naked. But there, to me, there's no, there isn't a, a German or fascism thing in it. I don't know. Well, Unless because apparently the guy, apparently the chef has a Hitler mustache oh. and put Mickey in the oven. Oh no, that's and no. Maury Sendak is Jewish. But Mickey I comes out of it alive. I mean, Mickey comes out of it in yeah. a plane, like right. you know, of, he's soaring. Cookie dough. It was amazing. You know. Anyway, anyway all right. Maury so, Sendak that deserves to be there. That deserves to it's, be there, it, and more the Maury deserves to be there. It's the perfect inside a child's imagination. Right. I think maybe some people will be upset that a child was refused food for being bad. A lot of people have problems with that. You don't punish because in the beginning he doesn't. Right. He goes to bed without dinner, which a lot of p- people have like. You should never punish food. Like, you should never... Anyway. I get that. But even when even when I but was a child... But it's old school. It's old school. Even when I was a child and I was being read uh, Where the Wild Things Are, I, I can recall understanding the context that it was like, that's never going to happen to me, yeah. but this is what used to happen to you. Like, this okay. is what would have happened to, like, my father's. Like, this is what they oh, used really? to do. Oh, really? Okay. I, I would like, not have gotten that I mean, looking Because but... I think also looking at it you can recognize, like, this isn't a new book, right? This isn't, you know... You know, Yeah, you know what's interesting? Like, no teacher ever, ever told me when books were made. And for some reason this year in my kindergarten class, I said... I read I read um, a book that was published the year I was born. Okay. And I told them, like, this book is very old. This book is as old... <laughs> As me. That's how you wanted and to And I said, it. and every single book will have a year. And I showed them where, like, the copyright the copyright, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they thought that was so cool. So every, that was, like, in October. So every time I read a book, they asked me when it was published. Right. Like, when was, when was that book made? How old is it? How many years? And they tried to guess. Sure. Based on 19. So I think that's an interesting, I think I'm going to do that with kids from now on. So they get a real context of, like, Look, this book was made 35 years ago, but it's still, like, really cool. Right. That's a great idea. Anyway. I love that. Next. I, I, I almost, I wish, I wish the reverse were true for, like, movies or something, where you could be like, oh, yeah, this black and white movie was actually made last year, so don't write it off right now. Because, right, 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 Because you think it's so old. Um, number four is The Little Engine That Could by Waddy Piper. Now, I, Snooze fest! Again, I have to remind the audience, we we have not pre-read this list together. I know what's on the list. However, Diana does not. I don't. And nor have we pre-established what we're going to say for them. So I am in complete agreement with you. Just dated coincidence. The book is dated. It is so lame, so boring. There's just like nothing there to grab onto. No, and all the dolls, they're like it's like the dolls have blue eyes and blonde hair and they're so beautiful and <sighs> it's 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 just boring it's dated it's just on there because and of it's name also recognition. really long it's just there because of name yeah. recognition I give it nothing else. I don't think kids actually love that book no I don't think so either All number right, next number five corduroy by Don Freeman Great book. One of the greatest of all time if not my great favorite book. children's and book. like a little black girls in it right right. Without it, like, it just right there. Like, yeah. that's, like, the crazy... That's, like, the most progressive thing you've ever done. Exactly. In that time period. Yeah, it's, it's um, perfect. It's great. It's like, perfect in it every made way. Me, it made me... I remember as a kid, it made me want to, like, 
stay in a store till after it closed. Oh, well, that's the other thing, right? Like besides, when I was in Stearns. Right. Or wherever I was with my mom. <laughs> right. Besides, besides the, the, the people characterizations, right? This, this yeah. bear, Corduroy, is living out every child's fantasy right. of like, what if I got left, like, locked in the supermarket and, and I could, and I'm like... I'm the only one on the escalator. I'm the only one, yeah. yeah. I, can, I can go in the shopping carts and just, yeah. you know, go down the aisles. Yeah. I can do this. Yeah. You know, what could I discover? Great way, yeah, great to get, great way of getting in touch into a kid's head. Loved it. Next. Number six, you're going to love this one. Now, it should be number one, and Corduroy should be number two. But okay, all right. But we can quibble with numbers later. Sure, sure, sure. Number six is The Snowy Day by Ezra Jack Keats. That, again, another book from, like, the 50s or yes, 60s that has yes. a black kid in it. Yep. Like, an urban Brooklyn mm-hmm. setting. The collage is amazing. You can do so much with this book for, like, art inspiration. It... Again, there's really not simple story. Simple story. Simple there's really, setting. there's really not like much you're learning about it. No. Like that ice melts in a pocket, I guess. But like, it's it's just a great. It's also like dealing with feelings of disappointment yeah. or like oh, it's confusion. So good. Yeah. And yeah, like you can't play with the big kids, but maybe next year. Like it's that's a that is the one book I will always read during the. What like after the after the first snow day of the school year? Sure, sure. It's a great book. No, it's a great ritual to do that. Yeah. Exactly. All right, number seven. And also Red. the audio book for it, uh, like they made like a um, yeah. It's on YouTube. It's uh-huh. like they made it in the seventies. Okay. It's so good. You could play that too if you don't feel like reading it. Who's reading that? Is that Danny DeVito reading it? <laughs> I don't know. It's like the snowy day by Ezra <laughs> Jack Keats. Like. It's like pre-reading Rainbow. They made this. It's well, like, you know, you know, one of my one of my absolute favorite things. Speaking of audiobooks, is um, and this also is not on here. In fact, this is a sendak that should be on here. Is the um, oh, what is it? The the chestnut um, uh, little book. This one. Yes, you do. Oh, it's, oh, it's al, al, oh, um, al, in January. Al, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, chicken soup with rice. Chicken soup with chicken rice. Chicken soup with rice. There's also is... Pierre, right? Pierre, who says I don't care. I Pierre, only Pierre. know the chicken soup with rice book. Well, there's Pierre. Then there's one was Johnny, and then sure. one of them is alligators all around, and that that that's his alphabet book. And and who did it? Um, not Joni Mitchell. Uh, Carol, Carol King. King. Carol King does all the songs for all four books. Carol King. And they're brilliant. Carol they're the most King. Beautiful things ever. Oh, uh, by the way. Beautiful the Carol King Beautiful musical. Beautiful the Carol King musical. Really. <laughs> Beautiful the Carol King musical I is the sponsor of this show. I will literally, like, I'm not into suburban mom musicals on Broadway, <laughs> but I, I've seen that one. Such and I a will, suburban mom musical. I will go see that one again and again and again. You must have at least three soccer every mom bumper so- stickers to park near the Carol every King Theater. Every song is like a, a great song, but Chicken Soup with Rice... Man, I hope fe- that's in there. In February, no, I wish. In February, it will be my snowman's anniversary with cake for him and soup for me. Anyway, it's just so good. It is. It's so good. So good. Um. All right. Continue. Number seven. The, is, other, is this the one that should be on there? Number one? No. No, no, no. That was Snowy Day. Snowy oh, Day. Was, Snowy Day. Snowy, Snowy Day, 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 Day should be number okay, one. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Number seven. Bread and Jam for Francis by Russell Hoban. 
Now I think Russell Hoban is an absolute. You genius. know what's funny? If you don't know him. Look his look. You his know what's funny? Up right Bread now. and Jam for Francis is one of those books I always see, but I've actually never read. It. Bread and Jam for Francis is great. Okay. All the Francis books. It's are like it's always great. like in my hand in the library at school. I'm like, ugh, I'm not gonna read this one. I yeah. I, I can't be bothered. I to should me, though. They're 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 a little bit wordy. Maybe that's why they're I always short. Put it away. They're short in in page length, but they're a little bit wordy. But they're like super repetitive and super fun. Like she okay. sings songs to herself. She's just like a real little girl, except she's actually like a wreck, a badger, I think. And yeah, so like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta the love. The book looks super as, old. As like, preschool I'm... teachers, you gotta love when when animals are personified as the protagonist because sure, you know, sure. then there's no like I identify with them because they're white or like you know when when you draw an actual child figure, yeah, then you get into all sorts of identity politics that you don't necessarily want to get into. Which is why animal characters, if you if you are out there and you're thinking, huh, I want to write a children's book, I'll do you a favor. Make them fucking animal characters. Yeah. Just don't make them people. Make them animal characters. Unless you can really illustrate amazing people. But even then, like, I feel like I feel like the personification um, of animals is not trending anymore. And I think that most children's books that are published now have real kids in them. Or illustrations of real children. Uh, and me, the ones that have to me, it's it's a minefield, and I'd rather avoid. I feel that like you're dating and yourself. Avoid like avoid struggles with like tokenism or sure, lack of sure. diversity or you know sure. But I think you're weird if, racial messages and just go to the animals. I know, but I think I it could, if I'm writing it could book, be a cop out. But I also think you're dating yourself if you're if you're currently writing an animal book, a, a personified animal book. We're gonna come back to that. That's it's okay. That's, we can. I mean, no, we can we can disagree. Yeah, I disagree saying. with you. I'm just yeah. saying because because I I want to bring up some things, but I don't want to I don't want to ruin this list. Really, right, like we can and talk and about like, Rosemary Wells Yoko. Yoko the cat is Japanese. Sure. But like, she's not. She's a cat. But she's also not right. I would rather her actually look Japanese, like, and be a kid. Like, oh, and then like see, the I raccoon. Think that's perfect. And I, then like the bulldogs are from Boston. I don't I don't know. The Franks like Frank and Beans. It's hysterical. It's, okay. it's brilliant. But it's also like it's sort of like in Lady and the Tramp when like the Siamese cats were like racist Asian cats. But that's different. It is it different though, Gabriel? Yes, it's very like, we different. We are Siamese, if you please. Come on. That shit is they also racist. Just, they also AF. just had a bad song. That is like, racist AF. Look, if they had a better song, I think. None of us would be talking about how racist they were. I think and if they like, had the oh, best song, and, and in the music that was trying song, to be like Chinese, movie. but Siamese cats are from Thailand. So whatever. Anyway, that's uh, listen. Let's move on. Don't get me started with Disney and uh, you know I'll, racism. I'll take Disney down any day. <laughs> I love that place, but I will take it down for its racism and tokenism. All right, the opposite of racism. Who who is who who epitomizes the opposite of racism? That's Mo right, Willem. Pete Seeger. <laughs> Abiyoyo at number eight. I have no idea. Oh, Abiyoyo is great. Abiyoyo is terrific. Abi- I think there's it's, a song, right? Um, yes, yeah, there's yeah. a song. Yes. I don't know. The, I just know, um, I know the book. Terrific. Now. It's um, it's not a folktale. Well, it might be a folktale kind of ish. I feel like um, Rebecca did like, Abiyoyo stuff. There's magic. In the art studio. There's once. like sort of like magic in it, and it's uh, you know a father and son and defeating Pete a monster. Pete Seeger wrote it. It's, All right. It's fantastic. People love it. Actually, that's on your homework list. For, okay, Abiyoyo. You gotta read Abiyoyo. And, and, and 
bread and jam for Francis. All right, nine. Next. Nine. Rolling. Little, we didn't even get up to ten yet. We're, we're going to start skipping at some point, but right. uh, The Little House by Virginia Lee Burton. Mackenzie's favorite. Uh, it's a total snooze fest for me. I mean... McKen- but you've never seen read it. She does a really good job doing it. Did, did you really just drop first and last name on the pod? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so no, but it, it is dated. I agree it's, Well, it's fucking dated. If I, if I can briefly, it's a story about a little house that lives out in the middle of nowhere and then suddenly, like, roads start coming by and industry and buildings get begin- built next to it. It's the beginning it. of and Up. Then, and then you know what it does? Well, no, it's not the beginning of Up. It's worse. it's worse than that. You know what it does? It gets sad and weepy and it gets moved out to the country. And, you know, this this article at least would have us believe. It's like, it's about aging. It's about this. No, you know what it's about? It's about white flight is what it's about. <laughs> it's about white people moving to the city for jobs then not liking all the urbanness around oh, yeah. them and fleeing to the suburbs. That's what this fucking shit's about. Next, number 10, <laughs> Make Way for Ducklings, Robert McCluskey. Yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic. It's it's a snooze fest, though. I mean, it's a little bit boring. Now, what I would It's fun to, to see, see the ducklings in Boston. What I would They have loved- them in <laughs> copper. Make way, I guess, like, he's from Boston. I guess so, so yeah. So there's, like, a Make Way for Ducklings statue in Boston. Oh, God. That's pretty cute. Yeah. I'll give them that. They're, like, little tiny... You know, right, they're, right, like, right. Little they're bronzed. Not, yeah. They're, like, actual yeah. duck size. Right, right, right. So you can like have them follow you. Anyway. I would have loved to see blueberries for Sal on this list. Oh yeah, that's Almost a great instead one. Instead of make way for ducklings. Yeah, agreed. Um, so we're gonna do some skipping now. We're gonna go to interactive preschool books, and we're we're gonna give up on okay, the numbers. Okay, interactive. At this point. Let's do it. All right. So we've got hide and seek by Tara Gomi. So Tara Gomi. Oh, Tara Gomi is great. Tara Gomi is a genius. I don't know if I know you hide put, and seek though. You could put anything. I don't even know hide and seek, but you could put any Tara Gomi book on here, and it's great. perfect for preschoolers. Perfect. And at that point, illustrations I, are simple. They're beautiful. I'm almost like, why make this a list of books? Like it should. Like at that point, should you should authors. just you should just put the author, especially one like that where Sendak. You wouldn't want the. You wouldn't want to just say Sendak. You don't want because, the whole like, Sendak You want some catalog. Sendak censored. <laughs> Yeah. But Tarogomi, all of it, anything, anything. 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 Okay, next. All right. Press Here by Herb. Oh Trillet. my God, my favorite freaking book of all time. <laughs> Kids love this book. It's amazing. It's so simple. All it is is watercolor dots. Right. It's freaking the best book ever. Now. You and I are going to disagree a little bit on this one, only because I... I was hope When you said interactive, I, I knew Press Here was going to be on I that. think the interactive thing, it's it's very hot right now. It's very in. I think it's a little overblown. I think it's a definite result of, like, our touchscreen, like, sure, culture. And I, I think it gives sort of a mixed message about, like, what a book is. Here's, yes, but here's the thing. Press here is a good book to read. If it's cold in the winter, you can't get outside, they can't run around. It sort of releases that same like energetic feeling as if they just ran around for three hours. I, I, I'm totally giving it to you. It is super fun the first time. Again, it's a book I but like to lose. But then you cannot read it's it again. It's a book I like to lose. It, it has to be teacher-led. Absolutely. It cannot be you staying on the, on the shelf. You can't leave it on the shelf. Nope. No. Nope. 
Hell no. All right, I'm going to give you another one. Tap the Magic Tree by Christy Matheson. Do you Don't know, know this it. one? Don't know it. All right, let's assume it's the same thing as Probably. press here. Tap okay. the Magic Tree. I'll now show we're you. in. I'll show you what to tap. Now we're in book preschool books that celebrate differences. Oh, here we go. Let's okay. do this. Spaghetti in a Hot Dog Bun by Maria Dismondi. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. It sounds like that other Instead one. Instead of the hot... I, oh, you don't have to have a hot dog in your hot dog bun. Right. I can see where this is going. Right. Next. It sounds like that other one, it's it's one of those that they did a um, uh, a Screen Actors reading for Screen Actors Guild reading, you know, that, and it's, uh, fuck, I forget what it's called, but it's, you know, some girls bringing like funky, funky sandwiches, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. peanut butter and jelly with ketchup it's and, like Yoko. and chips. It's just like Yoko. They're all the same message. It's like a don't yuck my yum thing, but also like, well, yeah. if you try it, food you'll is, realize. Food is the, yeah, and food is always the way that people go with this. They always do that all with right, the differences fine. thing. Next. All Yoko right. was the original. Next. Um, I Like Myself by Karen Beaumont. I also don't know this, I think, but I'm very I happy the, with is, any... Is there a cover? There's no cover. I'm happy with any book called I Like Myself. I feel I like really I've am. seen that, but again, yeah, like... Any book that's about, you know, going through your feelings or, you know, lacking in confidence and trying to sure, boost that sure. shit up, like, I'm all about that shit. Sure. Then they've got back-to-back Todd Parr books, which again... Todd Parr. It's just Todd Parr. Here's All the you problem. gotta say is Todd Parr. Here's the problem I have with Todd Parr. There's always one page where he ruins it. Oh, shit. You're right, aren't you? Like, like peace is... Like, he has, like, that peace book. Right? Yeah, is the yeah, peace yeah, one yeah, on yeah. there? No, peace one's not but It's on like, here. peace is giving a friend a hug. Peace is this. But then he says, peace is pizza in one page, and it ruins the whole book. Because then, like, peace is pizza... And then they forget every other message they learned about peace. So, so this is... He kills it with one silly page every time. So this is what I'm going to say. I've actually taped, double-sided That's taped what, the pizza page to the following page because I skip it. And that's it what I was going to say. And this is something that this author, I forget her name already, the author of this article doesn't get to in her bullet points, but it's an important one, which is for three to five-year-olds, you must self-edit. Right? You yeah. must take it upon yourself Absolutely. as a teacher or as a parent to Absolutely. decide, you know what? Fuck that page. And parents don't do that ever. They always read through it, even if they know it's bad. And, there, and I there, don't know why they do and that. And there are some teachers that feel that way too, right? Like like that you're you're not you're not you're not valuing the book or the author's intent if you don't do it. And it's like bullshit. I, I actually there was a there was a girl that I taught with who's um I won't name names, but she is the granddaughter of uh, a famous author couple that wrote a very successful children's franchise series about bears that were a family. You can uh-huh. see where this is going. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this. So yeah. She was the granddaughter yeah. to yes, those, I know that. Th- those two authors. And she said, I would never, ever, ever edit a book because of course I she honored would say the- that. Well, yeah, well, your, your grandparents wrote like you know, pretty much the most popular children's book series of all time. But I do think that times change, things change, and you do have to edit. Whatever. My grandfather wrote books about Henry David Thoreau. Guess what? I skipped through about 700 pages of Henry David Thoreau every time I read Sure. Read the first sentence, the last sentence, I'm good. So Todd Parr, I think Todd Todd Parr is onto something. But I think he ruins it with one silly page, and it and it takes the message that he's trying to give away every time. Next. Okay. 
So doing a little skipping ahead. Now we're in preschool books about feelings. Oh, we're not gonna. Oh, we're not gonna do the rest of the. We're. I don't want to skip it. I want to make we're sure. We're good. We're good. We're good. Uh, okay. We're covered. All right. Okay. This is this is one you and I have definitely not read, but hear the title, hear the author, and hear the description, sure. and you'll see where I'm going with okay. this. Okay. This is called "You Get What You Get" by Julie Gassman. Now, this is a common phrase in preschool. Yeah, absolutely. You get what you get. And you don't okay? get upset. Thank you. Now, the author of this article writes... Or we say, you can't get upset, but you're still not going to get it. But you're still it. not fucking getting it. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, you can't always get what you want. Um, Melvin throws fit after fit when he doesn't get what he wants. Mm. Melvin's also a beaver, it appears. Okay. Um, <laughs> he must learn how to deal with disappointment. After all, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Okay. This important life lesson is illustrated beautifully in this relatable storyline. Um, sorry honey, you got the line wrong. You can't write you get what you get get, and and you you don't throw a fit. It doesn't even fucking rhyme. No, no. I don't know if that's what they say in the book. I hope it's not. I hope they actually use the phrase kids are familiar with because nobody's trademarked that shit. I don't know. All right. We have Llama Llama Mrs. Mama by Ann Dudney. I mean, Dudney. Llama Llama. I mean, besides Mrs. being. Mrs. Mama. Llama Llama Ludicrous. Besides change being that forever. the most rappable children's <laughs> book llama, of llama, all time. Llama. Um, it's also no more, no more, llama, llama, all drama. the llama, all the llama llama books are very they're good. They're very good. They're all very good. They're, they're all, all about they're, feelings. They're all about real kid situations. Absolutely. Uh, they next, all rhyme. Next. Next, we have Pete the Cat and his four groovy buttons by Eric Littman. Love Pete the Cat. Now, Pete the Pete Cat. Pete the Cat is lit. Pete, Pete the, the Cat. Pete is the fucking Cat and the four groovy fly. buttons is. Uh, my co-teacher, who is Chinese, because I do teach in a Chinese English speaking class, she reads Pete the Cat. And that buttons book in Chinese to the kids all the time. It's great because I know, like, I know what's going on in Chinese. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. goes, it falls down. Whatever. Pete the Cat, great books. They're really great, all for, of them are great for kids in kindergarten that are learning how to read. The first time I opened up he's Pete like, the Cat. He's kind of like a, like a, he's sort of like Daria. Yo, he's so Daria. <laughs> He is so. The first time I opened up Pete I the Cat, Pete I was the like, cat. I was like, exactly. I looked at him and I was like, oh, I get it. He's apathetic. Like, yeah. like he shows. He's he's flat affect. He's this. And I was like, I want to hate this. I opened it up and I was like, kids love this. I want to hate this. I want this to be just trash yeah, that they love not. for no reason. And it's not. Every single one of them is fucking awesome. And it translates to Chinese beautifully. <laughs> All right. Here's, they here's, even redid the illustrations where like the onomatopoeias are in Chinese and stuff. Here's a real bitch book. I mean, I I, I can't stand is it this thing. Is it pinkalic? No, pink-a-licious? but it's really important and and it needs to be there. It's the Kissing Hand by Audrey Penn. Okay, that's it's like about a, separation. It's a good first day of school book it's for threes. It's the first threes. day of school book for threes. Scott I raccoons. can't stand it. Yeah, yeah it's. it's you read it in September and you read it on the first day of school and then you never read it again. You never read it again. It's just, the message. But you don't is need to read it to four-year-olds unless no. that four-year-old is a real issue. No, not at all. Next. All right, this is on her list of favorite read-alouds. Now we're in favorite read-alouds. Okay. okay. We have B Boy Buzz by Bell Hooks. I don't know this book. 
I know Bell Hooks. Uh, we know Bell Hooks. Because she's and the actually, author that made the conscious decision to not have capital letters And in I was going to say, actually, she spelled Bell Hooks' name wrong because she has it in all capital letters. No, it's all it lowercase letters. all lowercase Bell letters. Bell Hooks' name is all lowercase letters. That's right. the decision right. this person has made. I mean, don't get me wrong. Belle's a genius, and I want to go find this book. Sure, Having too, found no. out that she has it, but I, I did not know yeah, it was all a right. thing. Bell Hooks is great. Moving on. Okay, we've got... The Little Red Fort by Brenda Meyer. I don't know it. Neither do I. Here's the problem, is that The Little Red Fort is on there, and what's not on there is Roxaboxin. Roxaboxin is amazing. I actually read that to my uh, kindergarten class in May, and they were obsessed with it. So The only thing I don't like about it is they play war in it. They do play war. And my kids, like, didn't really... With, like, sticks and rocks, I believe. Yeah, that was the only thing. But the kids liked it. They thought that was cool. Anyway, right. moving on. I mean, Rocks of Boxing is, is, is a, a classic. It's a newer classic, but it's a classic in that, like, it is it is children having, you know, imaginary good fun. Play, right? and, they, and, and they developed a society and currency and right. everything all on their own. Right. And it really actually happened to It's sort of like the evolution of man, you It know, really happened to that author's children. grandmother, uh-huh. if you read the back of the right. book. Right, right. So... Anyway, okay. Um, here's a controversial one for me. Now, okay. again, context, three to five-year-olds. Okay. And according to this author, they can last well past five minutes listening, and both of us think that's absolute bunk. Okay, sure. Dragons Love Tacos by Adam Rubin. Kids freaking love this Book. Kids love this book, but this book is so fucking long and so complicated. It, it, there's like five different levels to this yeah. book. There's so many right, frames. There's, like, there's, there's meta could, frames. Yeah, there's like you could read the hot the like the packet of salt like the, the, the salsa. It, I think it's a book the that should stay at home. The narration is sort of unclear because it's definitely a book that should stay at home. It's yeah, it's 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 a good one. And do they get, guess what? It's a they, good one for birthday parties. Yeah. Have your parents bring that shit in on a birthday party, yeah, but birthday I'm not reading day. that to you. Like, do they get that their 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 mouths all go on fire because of hot salsa? Like, they don't get. They that. don't get that. No. It's it's like it's like it's one of those books that's point. almost written for adults because there's like so much like wry humor. Yeah, in it's it. like Pixar like winking humor exactly. exactly. Yeah, it's like why like. The whole point is like, don't give them salsa, don't give them spicy food, and then they get it, and they don't get it. <laughs> Because their mouth goes on fire and spicy food. Anyway, all right, next. Here's when you know you're living in 2018. When number 33 on the list is Food Truck Fest by Alexandra Penfold. Oh, my God. Let's let's hear about Food Truck Fest. Hashtag avocado toast. Let's hear about Food Truck Fest since we know neither of us have read this. No. Join the members of one family as they head to the Food Truck Fest. They gather their things, cross the bridge, and prepare for a fun-filled day. Because that's what all fucking kids love is food their, truck fest. Did they ride in their bike from Amsterdam that has the cart in the front? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's it's a it's a tandem bike for every member of the family. Yeah. There's even one one seat in the back for the baby, but it has no pedals. It's just like, you know, stationary. Anyway. And everyone's wearing a helmet made out of, like... Bamboo. Yeah. Recycled bamboo. Right, yeah. But it's still indestructible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as they get ready, the workers on the bri- on the food trucks get ready too. Preparing, tasting, and traveling across the bridge to join all the other kitchens on wheels. 
with delicious free samples and cuisines from around the world, it's a day of trying new things and having fun together. It'd be really funny if there was like a hidden picture of like a hidden illustration of like Guy Fieri <laughs> <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Guy Fieri uh, eating, you could get eat it, eating like a bowl of like Teddy Graham nachos or something. A like, cup, I'd love I'd love a couple of Top Chef judges. You know, Padma, sauce. Padma, and Tom Colicchio in the back, like saying like a, a rude comment about somebody's samplers. Like zombie Anthony, you Bourdain. know this? Yeah, zombie Anthony Bourdain is there. He's just so this rude. I'm so sorry. Doesn't have enough texture. You yeah. know, um, no, no. Uh, Rippies, Rippies to Anthony. We love Anthony. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. So now we've got a few, a few, a few just hitters. Ready? Ready for this? Okay. Don't let the pigeon drive the bus. Mo Willems. Uh, Amazing. I would prefer Leonardo the Terrible Monster. Leonardo the Terrible Monster, also great. Way better, way better message for preschool than Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus. Because Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus is an interactive book. I'm going to blow, I'm going to blow the fans' minds right now. Okay, because this is what we do on the show, right? Sure. We blow the fans' minds sure, with true, sure. true tales from real the crypt. Real talk, real talk. I did, what's it, Leonardo and the Terrible Monster as a demo lesson one time. Sure, good one. I did it as a demo lesson one time. And Diana, you were in the audience of that demo lesson. Oh, okay. And I believe I got that job. Oh, you sure did. Because you were in the audience of that demo lesson. I, I was rooting for you. I was rooting for you. <laughs> it is a great book. Great message. Here's the thing. Fun to read. Let's just go to demo lessons for a quick second. Any <laughs> demo lesson, and for those of you who don't know, a demo lesson is a teacher that's trying to be, that is applying for a job, and most of the time, especially in New York City, they have to come in and like teach for usually a half hour tops, right? Right. Usually it's a circle time lesson. Yeah. Teachers that get a little ambitious that start bringing art activities never get the job. Here's the thing that I think that you need to do in a demo lesson. You need to bring a good book and I need to see you read a book in front of kids. And that will tell me if you're a good teacher or not. You don't need to, you don't need to do like elaborate lessons with objectives or like, you know, this, that, or the other thing. Just show me a teacher that can read a book to kids, and I don't know if you're good or not. Yo, Honest Engine, your your fucking your lesson doesn't even have to have a message at the end of it, or your, or your book. No, the book does not have to have a message. You don't even have to leave them and lead them in a grand discussion. It really is no. as you're saying. Can you hold their attention? What's can you, your can What's you your classroom management like when you, one of them calls can you out? Stop. And talk about a point when you, it's right, taught appropriately. Right. Can you, right, exactly. Do you ignore a kid's question that seems to be important for the rest of the group? Yeah, right. are absolutely. You, are you helping them to notice things in it? Are you ad-libbing? Like, are you making inferences? Are you talking about the cover? Are you talking about the subtext and the pictures? Like, are you doing you, all that? Did you show the end pages and, sure. and note the end pages? 98% of parents that come in and read books suck at reading books to kids. It's true. And it's like... I'm really good at this, I guess. Is well, this- I think, I think that's absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm a big, big fan of mommy and me classes or any sure, parent classes. Sure, me too. I've ta- think, I've taught in classes like that. I think all parents should be in classes like basically all the fucking time. I don't think there's any reason parents. Oh, this is a good beer. for parents to stop being in classes. Ever. This, is, this is good beer, and, and and especially when parents feel like overwhelmed, and it's like oh, I don't know, I don't know how to do this, I don't know, I don't have the time, I don't know. It's like go find a class. I mean, yeah. really, they're out there, 
and they're great. And I think that every single lesson, every single day one lesson for a mommy and me class, besides like, yeah. you know, this is how to love your child, should be I think every how to read a book. Experience. I I taught in a school where the the entire twos program was mommy and me. Yeah. And I think it's re- I think it was a great start to your school experience. Huge. Separation in threes was a lot harder because the kids thought the parents were going to stay because that's what happened the year before. <laughs> but you you know, you that's work funny, out those kinks. That's a funny point. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You work out those kinks. Right. All right, next. All right, next. So after that, we have another Mo and what are we up Nuffle to? Bunny. I don't want to say numbers. We're technically on 35, but... Okay, we skipped a but lot. But I'm skipping a few. Did you skip, like, significant ones? No, nothing significant. I skip okay. things you don't even know exist. Okay, fine. Nuffle Bunny, A Cautionary Tale by Mo Willems. Okay, Nuffle Bunny is great uh, if you live in Brooklyn. Nuffle Bunny's great in general. It is, and, it oh, is. Are, did we already do this? I believe I believe but, we both agree the, that Nuffle Bunny 2 is actually the superior book. But you might have to be older than Nuffle 5. But not Nuffle Bunny Free. Well, Nuffle Bunny Free we all hate. but Nuffle but, Bunny Free was a stretch. But, but not... If you're a three-year-old, you can't handle Nuffle Bunny 2. The end of Nuffle Bunny Free was good, but... The whole robot thing could have been cut out. Anyway. So Mo Willems. Basically, again, we're saying Mo Willems, Mo Willems, Mo Willems. Hit Just it out of the, the park. Name. Hit it out of the Just park and park slope. Okay. Hit it out the park slope. Number 36, The Tiny Seat. Now, by Eric Carle. Now, here's my problem. Is that this is the only <sighs> Eric Carle book that's on it, and it's not even the first one that should be on it. Yeah. The first one on it should be Brown Bear, Brown Bear, and you fucking know it. Because if you're not reading Brown not, Bear, Brown Bear, every one? fucking the, day as a three-year-old, well, of course, The Very Hungry Caterpillar should brown be there. Bear, brown Bear, I think bear. every Eric Carle book should be there. Eric Carle... I Carl, see a red bird staring at... All right. Here's, brown bird... All, all Eric Carle books are boring for me, but great for kids. I'm about to hold up a mirror to society right now, okay? <laughs> now, Maurice Sendak was the tortured genius artist. We all know that. But his totally. the flip side of his coin was Eric Carl. I know nothing about Eric Carl. The flip side of his coin was Eric Carl because Eric Carl was just like a sweet gentleman, like who never wrote anything so crazy as like kids living in homeless poverty yeah, and like no dealing with rat kings yeah, no. the way that yeah. fucking Sendak was doing. You know, where, like, the moon comes alive and kills and eats everybody. Like, doing really weird shit. Sure. Sendak kept it clean every fucking time. Ten times no, out of Eric ten. Eric Carl. Uh, uh, Carl. Carl. Carl kept it clean. clean every time. And, and, and they were all fucking readable. Yeah, they're a little bit boring for adults, but, like... Kids love them. so fucking good. And the illustrations are beautiful. That collage is like, amazing. I learned, he invented I learned how to that draw form of from Eric Carl. Like, he invented. You just want to do what he's doing. He invented, I made a sloppy painting and yeah, I collaged yeah, yeah. it. He oh. invented that oh. shit. It, it, right. that's, that's like, yeah. It's like I don't know why it's a tiny seed and not the very hungry caterpillar. That's what I'm saying. Whatever. That's what I'm saying. Or even that moon one. Take me to the moon or dream a dream. Yep. Whatever that one's There's called. a bunch. There's a There's, bunch. They're, they're all good. All right. I've got um, Little Owl's Night by Divya Srinivasan. Don't know that one. Don't even know that. So let's read about it and find out why this is on here. So, I mean, again, problematic that we don't know a book in the top 50 of must-reads, and we've read hundreds of children's sure, books. Sure. But let's find out, because maybe it's new. It's evening in the forest, and the little owl wakes up from his day-long sleep to watch his friends enjoy the night. 
Sure. Hedgehog sniffs for mushrooms, skunk nibbles at berries, frog croaks, and cricket sings. A full moon rises, and Little Owl can't understand why anyone would want to miss it. Could the daytime be nearly as wonderful? Mama Owl begins to describe it to him. But as the sun comes up, Little Owl falls fast asleep. Like, all right. And the, uh, I'm going to show Diana the cover art. I like, really the illustrations know. look I, like, okay. I wasn't even listening to you because that... Oh my god, I've seen this. You've seen it. It sounds okay. There's plenty of owl books for preschoolers. This is probably preschoolers. for like two-year-olds or I something. I mean, like, there's there's that other one about like mama not coming back that's all about separation. Oh, uh, the um, three owl, owls, babies. owl Babies. That's a great book. That's a pretty good book. Like, I'd choose Owl Babies over this. It still gets yeah, at the whole that nocturnal looks, thing. That looks really juvenile. All right. And I know all of it's juvenile, but like, that one looks super juvenile. All right. At 42, and again, I'm going to claim this should be the number three book, only behind, you know, Snowy Day and, and whatever corduroy. the fuck else, and Corduroy. Chicka Chicka Boom Boom oh. by Bill Martin Jr. Freaking great. Knocked it out Chicka of the park in the first hit, Bill. Yeah. I mean, grand Did he even write other books slam. after that? I, I think he had another one that was like a follow-up with numbers to Chicka Chicka. Yeah. But like... Alphabet. The greatest thing ever written. The like, greatest thing ever written. Chicka chicka boom boom. It, will there be enough room? It is so. Oh, it's 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 smooth like jazz, it's baby. It's like so good. Jazz. It's amazing oh, it's and so like good. everything's funny about it, but funny in a way that never gets in too the way, silly. Like, the, the way like the, the 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 letters are shaped and like touch each right. other and interact. Oh, right. It's good. Oh. Yeah, when they get oh, into the good. pile and they jumble up and one of them's got a band aid on it. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. All right. Now we've got some Donald Cruz. So at 44, we have Freight Train by Donald Cruz, which is yeah, amazing. That's, yeah, that's I got to really, give it up for Freight that's Train. That's the colors and stuff. There's and it colors, goes really fast. It goes really goes, slow. Yes. Great yes. for three-year-olds. There's like, Not, there's like beyond seven three, words on each page. Yeah, beyond three, it's, it's, it's too juvenile. But it's a great book. Jamberry by Bruce Deegan. There's, yeah. It's okay. It's Jam, fine. Jamberry is like... You got to have I, it on there. I, it's rep- I, I, Jamberry was not, is not my favorite. All right, we've got on here at 47, 10 Things I Can Do to Help My World by Melanie Walsh. Love that book. See, now I don't know this book. Tell me about this book. Let me see the cover again. Is it like... I don't have a cover, but I have a description. You want to hear a description? Yeah, it's like, it, it, it's actually really good. It's it, it's it's like something about turning off the seat. Do you remember? Yep. Do you remember to turn off the tap while you yeah, brush your teeth? Yeah. How about using it. both sides of the paper when writing and drawing? I mean, this sounds right up my alley. Like, yeah, it's a that's a great book. It's yeah. it's a good Earth Day book. It's a good like. Right. It's actually a good book to read in the beginning of the year because it, it does it does talk a lot about conserving things. Right. Yeah. There's something about two sides of the paper. But then, like, in the book, you see, like, two sides of the paper being drawn on in the actual book. Oh. There's something about electricity with the lights. Okay. Uh, there's definitely... Some tr- planting in here. There's something about, like, reusing, like, using the milk cartons for... Yeah, like, stuff like that. Great cool. book. Love All right. it. Tenth, yeah, I that I own that. All right, we're coming down to the wire And here. it's even made on recycle, uh, recycled brown paper. That's dope. Yeah. It's it, all the pages oh, are brown because so it's all meta. it's like post consumer paper. It's like thick that. paper. You know, it's not like it's not like a sand, it's not like a paper brown paper bag. It's thicker than that, but it's made on post consumer paper. That's smart as shit. All right, yeah. we're coming down to the wire here at forty nine. The Mitten by Jan Brett. Um, when I was a child, I was obsessed with that book, and I yep, read it. Same. But not the Jan Brett version. There's another version. Okay, I love the Jan Brett version. No, I, I too. Here's what I don't like about Jan Brett. 
her pages are too busy. She like I know everything's she's doing in that like weird a frame. frame thing. Yeah, too busy. But there there is a mitten version that's a lot simpler in like light blue that I'm that I loved as a child. Like as an adult, I look at a Jan Brett book and I appreciate it because like, I appreciate what she's doing. Where it's like there's a window on there's a, a frame on each page. Yeah, it's too and much. And within though. the frame, there's always a window, and one window looks back at what happened on the previous page, oh, and I don't one know window if I looks that. forward at what's like happening in between the next page every page just looks like a country craft i know i know like at a church it's like it's like a country church craft this is the only one i love of hers though everything else that's fine i'll give her that but this one i this one i I wouldn't have any of them on my shelf because i just hate i just hate the country craft look i know well and also they're they're so scandinavian white in every single book yeah that's like it's 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 sort of hurts um and number 50 is The Neighborhood Mother Goose by Nina Cruz. I don't know what this is. No, neither do I. To me, any Mother Goose at this day and age, I'm like, forget about you. I, yeah, I don't even we're care. We're over it. We're so We've moved over the on. Mother Goose. We've moved over on. Over the, you know, Jack we're, jumped over a candlestick. Yeah, I don't give a like, shit about any of these like fucking rhymes. Like warning kids about the plague Kids or something. hate Who these rhymes. Yeah. They don't care. Show them some, you know, good ass illustrations. They'll take that over classics. And Girl, bye, Mother Goose. All right, next. That's it. That was number fifty. So, who's missing for you oh my from God, this list? So I mean, many. I think that you and I probably only agreed with fifteen on this list of fifty, and, I think and have noticeable exceptions already. What? There's a new book about. Uh, is it called Morris Morris Mickle something and the oh. Tangerine Dress? Can't think of it. No. Nope. Morris. Okay. Well, it's about a boy who wants to wear a dress to school. Oh. Oh. Sure. Well, like Princess Boy, or isn't there? No. This no, is better. A, a this is one. better than Princess or the Boy. Bo- or the boy who wore a dress. No, yeah, I know Princess whatever. Boy. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is better than Princess Got Boy. Got it. Got it. Because Princess Boy illustrations suck, and I hate them. Okay. Fair. This is called Morris Micklewhite or Morris something Morris something in the tangerine dress. It is a great way to to address boys wanting to look different at school great. without without them like I don't think it I don't think it I think the boy in the book is not transgendered. I think he genuinely just wants to experiment with clothing, but he still like has a lot of "Quote unquote boyish qualities." I think it's the perfect way to address it. Yeah, I think that book should be on so there. It's just about like in challenging norms. In 2018, we're almost at 2019, coming up in the school year. I feel like a book like that that has to do with gender needs to be on there because I still think gender is a huge issue. I still think parents, even in my super progressive school, have like girl goodie bags and boy goodie bags at the party, and like. I still hear little boys say, you can't do that because you're a girl in 20 freaking 18. Yeah. So I think a book like that should no, be we're not. There. we're not over that stuff. We're no, not. we're definitely not. So I already told you, I think Rocks of Boxing and Blueberries for Sal. I think more Eric Carl and more Sendak. But how about these classics? I'm going to hit you with some right quick. Spoon. Good night. Oh, Spoon was on there. I skipped Spoon. Sorry. Oh, Spoon. Any anything that was written by that guy who did Spoon, the, the person. I'll find the Spoon author in a minute. something. Al- Allison Roth. Good night, Moon. Where the fuck was Good Night Moon? I mean, mm. I know it's boring. Yeah, I know it's we're boring. all tired of Margaret Weiss Brown, but 
good night. Anything from Margaret Wise Brown would have been. What, you you need to have Margaret Wise Brown on there the way that you need Taro Gomi. Like you need sure, you need sure. some people. So you everybody need, you poops. Need, was everybody poops on there? Everybody poops was not on there. That's a good one. I mean that is a good one. All right, how about Harold and the Purple Crayon? Absolutely. We mentioned it at the logo. Harold and the Purple Crayon is a good book for preschoolers. Yeah. And then they didn't even they didn't even touch Gerald and Piggy. Like, you don't have to mention a specific book, but you just got to write Gerald and Piggy. Yeah. I mean, in this day and age, like Frank you said, it's Ash. 2018. You got to have that shit. Stuff from Frank Ash, who did, like, um, Happy Birthday Moon with that, like, very simple bear character. Yes, yes. Those are all good books, too. Those are all from the early 80s. I, um, There was just, there were, there were some, I don't know. There's you know, there's some things missing. For there were sure. there were but things like, missing. There were messages that were sort of missing. Mess, right? Yeah. I would have I would have done with more feelings. Like for threes and fives, threes to fives, you you gotta run feelings first. Like that has to. You be also gotta your run like thing. um. I don't really know if it's for five year olds, but something by Faith Ringgold like Tar Beach. Oh sure. That sure. deals with that deals with race and social class. Yep. Yep. Um, she also wrote a book about the LA riots. Definitely not for, uh, five-year-olds. I did not know that. I, I own it. The name is slipping me, but it is a, it is a book about the LA riots. Did she also quilt that one the way that she quilted Tar Beach? Sure freaking did. God, she's amazing. Um. God, that's incredible. It's a really good book about the LA riots that deals with, like, I... I guess it's not really relevant anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just know that every time I show my kids, and every time I've ever shown a class Tar Beach, they become obsessed with that quilt. Because So let me tell you something about it's the incredible. quilting from Faith Ringgold. I was just in London uh, last week, and in the National Portrait Gallery, there's an exhibit on Michael Jackson, and it's a bunch of portraits of Michael Jackson done by different artists. Cool. David LaChapelle uh, has his photographs in there, but Faith Rheingold made a Michael Jackson portrait quilt. That's awesome. And it was amazing. That's really cool. Now, and like everyone's in it, like Michael question. Jackson, Martin Luther King, like all these famous like black figures, and but Michael Jackson. So in you're the so you're you're picturing the Faith Ringgold quilt in your mind right now. The 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 Michael Jackson yeah. quilt. Okay, I need you to picture that. Close yeah, your eyes and I got picture it. That. Okay. Is it Black Michael or is it White Michael? Oh shit, I don't remember. I have a photo of it on my phone though. Oh, cause I, I gotta know. I gotta know if this was Jackson Five Michael. I think it was, was like. I think it was like Bad Michael. If this okay, if this was uh, Thriller Michael. I think it if was. If this was. I'm gonna do a search. Bad. Page. National Portrait Gallery. I'm doing a search. It was Moonwalker Michael. Kahindi Wiley had his portrait of Michael in there. Every, everybody had their portrait of Michael in there. That is, uh, that is pretty sick, though. It I was, would, I would, honestly, I think it's one of the best exhibits I've ever I, seen. I'm, I'm saying I would do anything to see something like that. That is really he's white. epically cool. He's white. He's, he's white, and he looks to be in the bad music video in this one. Uh, could be... No, it's definitely the bad video. What's the other video that's just like that, though, in the Billie subway Jean? station? No, in the train station where they're doing a... Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway. No, I'm thinking of something else. Anyway. All right, so that's our list, folks. That's, that is the 50 
Should maybe we... must read books to preschoolers. Uh, I mean, take it. There's or leave definitely it. things missing, and there's new things that get added all the time. You no, know, go find other lists. Is that like that book about the peas? Oh, in the in the in the refrigerator, they're the... running through the refrigerator. No, that's there's all there's all the the, the book that the, the same woman that wrote spoons. It's something about like the peas in the pod. But then also did the pigs that like to clean up that didn't like to be dirty. I don't even know. You know so who, good. You know who wasn't in this book either was Shel, one of my favorites, Shel Silverstein. And Shel Silverstein, while many things wouldn't be great for three to fives, The Missing Piece is a great book. Were you the one that told me that Shel Silverstein was the comic illustrator for Playboy? Yes. In fact, we <laughs> referenced that in episode two of yeah. The Dull Crayons when we read I was from like, what? the Playboy ABC book otherwise known as ABZ's, an adult primer. I actually... Fantastic. I think the giving tree is a little de- little too... Goes over... I wouldn't even put it on the list. But kids' I would, heads. But I, would put, but I would put the missing piece, because I love the message of the missing piece, and I would also put... Where the sidewalk uh, ends? Uh, uh, runny, runny Babbitt, because I think oh, runny, runny Babbitt is the funniest book kids have ever heard. And it's so simple. All he does is switch the beginning letters right. of like every noun phrase and but you know things like prepositions stay the same so bunny rabbit becomes runny babbit okay. and ev- and fucking hilarity ensues All and right. each of them are tiny little poems the same way that like where the sidewalk ends sure, are sure. great illustrations another super creepo you know just like sendak like yeah, no, don't he's... don't let your kids hang out with him yeah, but what's definitely in this guy's let your kids brain. read him. Yeah, like what's in that guy's brain? <laughs> Those illustrations and where the sidewalk ends, like usually the most macabre of children that you have. There's always that one kid in your class that like isn't is like, yeah, this is the greatest loves shit I've ever seen. Loves that thing or loves Edward Gorey. You've always got those that, you know, want to be scared, Some kid want that lo- danger. Like, like that, you know, something. that kid's going to grow up and like love Tim Burton when they're in high oh, school. Oh, love Tim Burton. Yes. I mean, like, this was You can was tell me. they're going to be goth in high school. I still have Edward Gorey on my bookshelf right now, like waiting for the class that I can bring it to, but I, yeah. I, I haven't met the kid yet. You'll meet him. I know. They'll be there in some class. All right. So anyway, this has been the Dull Crayons. Um, and I should mention, which I forgot to do at the beginning of the app, uh, come visit us at Patreon. We do have a Patreon now, patreon.com slash dullcrans. Sure. Come support us. Uh, we've got you're some not a, you're, on there. Oh, okay. So you're not, yes, That's go the ahead. three things go you ahead. need for three a rules. podcast. Three rules you to need, be a podcast. You need a 10 second dope intro song. Yes. You need an awesome square logo. Yep. And you need a Patreon. That's the three rules. Diana, daring Diana. I, I really hope podcasting. that you have really good rewards for your Patreon members. So you, no. can, <laughs> you can get you can get a shout out on the podcast oh, okay. if, if you're a subscriber. How much do you have to donate to get the shout out? You know what? I want people to go visit the Patreon page because because even if you don't decide to support us, and I do hope you genuinely like, do decide to do that, I put a lot of fucking comedy into the page <laughs> itself. There's a lot of funny things in it, okay? On your Patreon page. On the Patreon page. There's jokes all over that fucker. Inside jokes, outside jokes, left field jokes, right field jokes. Tony from the Bronx jokes. Tony from the Bronx jokes. Willie on the car phone. I got posts up there. And Diana with the unoriginal name. I got, I got listens to that. I got a, you know, I got, I got audio posts that you can't hear anywhere else. So, you know, I'll let you guys go there and listen up. So, go go to the Patreon, choose to support. Pledge it up. 
But definitely keep subscribing, keep liking us, keep writing us reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and all that shit. Write into us at dullcrans at gmail.com. And uh, can you pronounce crayons for us one more time, Diana? Crayons. Dull crayons. Dull crayons. Let me tell you, um, it's been great. It's been great having you. Thanks for joining us here of at course. the Freddie D Studios. It's there's nothing like teachers in the summer doing a podcast. I I'll mean, tell you that <laughs> for real. After this, we're we're gonna we're gonna do some travel. We're gonna do we're gonna do it all. All right. We're do some. Until some next time, this has been Dazzling Diana. Later, folks. <laughs>